many years ago, I worked at a TV station and oftentimes you might see a new movie coming out and they always want to get reviews or quotes from, you know, local TV. So there was a local movie that was made and it was, it was not a good movie. It was a really bad, cheesy movie. It was like some spinoff on modern day Cinderella or something like the glass slipper. I don't know. So anyway, someone from the movie production house sent a copy, a DVD copy to someone who worked at the TV station. No, nobody of any significance. I think they were an assistant in the marketing department and they had them watch the movie and then they called back like a couple of weeks later and they said, oh, did you happen to watch that movie? And the girl's like, uh, yeah, she, they said, what'd you think about it? She's like, oh, it was interesting. It, it was, it was fun, uh, fun to watch. I'm like, okay, thanks. Then all of a sudden the movie comes out and there is a quote, fun to watch from KSL TV. And it's attributed to this girl. And it makes it seem like this movie is this fantastic movie when in actuality, it was a horrible movie and the girl knew it. And even the people making the movie knew it, but they were able to take this little tiny snippet, take it out of context and put it on there and say, look what the TV station said, fun to watch. That is the misleading that gets us going to movies that we really shouldn't go. And if instead, if said people couldn't contort those words, if you could actually hear really what they're saying in real time with their real voice, that would change if anybody actually goes to that movie, The Glass Slipper. And that might be happening before our very eyes. If you've ever wondered about, oh, I wonder what they really meant by that, you're about to hear it in real life. Welcome to The Voice Box, everyone. I'm Darren. And I'm Jeff. Today as our guest, we have Ahmed Bouzid from Witlingo. We're very excited to have you here. Ahmed, welcome. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you very much, Darren. I appreciate so, it. So Ahmed, I gotta ask you, what you guys are doing could change that, what happens. You, part of what Witlingo does, if I'm not mistaken, you let people, average ordinary businesses, capture voice and use it any way they want in a in a referral or a recommendation or endorsement or something like that or other ways. Is that kind of what's happening? Yes, exactly. Um... I wish I could hire you as a salesperson. You're great. I mean, you you have gotten me excited about my product. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. It's it's uh, how do we render um, truth, basically, you know, what people think for real. Um, and it just so happens that uh, people's voice captures a lot of truth. You can tell even when somebody's trying to sound like when somebody's trying to act, you can tell, right? Um and so authenticity is, um, is, is one of the main characteristics of voice. Um, now, one could say, well, how about a video version of it? Well, a video version is a, is a bit too heavy in the following sense. If you ask somebody to record a video, they'll be, depends on what kind of person they are like you, you'll be completely ha happy and so forth, right? But most people, they would be self-conscious, right? Um, how do, They're like, oh, wait a minute, I got to fix, fix my, my hair. hair. Oh, I'm not wearing the right, right thing. I don't have a good background, all that exactly. kind of stuff. Exactly, yep. And it probably comes across bad, but I've heard a couple yeah. of the snippets that you've captured. They sound yeah. fantastic. They sound professional quality. Yeah, because the, the folks were relaxed. They didn't, they didn't have to worry about how they looked. They focused on on saying the things that they wanted to say with uh, maximum emotion. All right. So the sort of that that's sort of the core thing that is driving us um, and has been driving our company from the beginning is um, there is this thing about voice that that we're not leveraging as much as we should, right? Um, 
there is a reason why the telephone has um, has survived all of these new technology. It continues to be a compelling uh, device. So you pick up the phone to talk to someone, uh, and that conversation is uh, worth I don't know how many emails. Is uh, is uh, you know it, it has value that. Um, you know that is enduring, um, uh, and so the the um, the medium of, of audio, medium of voice, is is something that um, that I, I think has a lot of potential. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, markers that show that um, there's a turn to audio. I, I can't completely explain it as to why it's happening now, um, but the markers are, for example, the explosion of podcasts. Right? Um, anyone and everyone should have a podcast to be honest with you, because we all... Well, I think I think we do. I think we got one right here, like one of the best ones ever. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying no, right no. there. You can't get <laughs> Absolutely, you cannot. Now. You cannot. No. <laughs> uh, uh, exactly, all right? And people have, um, people have interesting things to say uh, if they're passionate about something. Anyone who's passionate about something will get you interested if you if you give them, you know, time to listen to them, right? Uh, anyway, the point it really is that this emergence of audio in, in podcasting, well, also in these smart speakers that are now becoming part of our lives, right? Um, you know, the-, the... So I, I, gotta, I gotta jump yeah. in and ask, because you're sort of hinting mm -hmm. that, that even though we have gone from, I guess, like the printed word to the capability to have audio to, of course, now the capability to have video, you're saying even though we have that, capability to do that mm -hmm. the audio that step back to audio where it's just audio without the video audio is still king and and you're driving an audio first yep. kind of world where you think there's more potential in the audio Absolutely. rather than exactly yeah exactly because uh the, the thing about these smartphones they're powerful and i can't i can't i can't really imagine my life without having my smartphone near me to be honest with you in fact i got to a point where if it's not near me you know, I get mad, like, what kind of a person am I not to have my smartphone with me and charged, right? <laughs> so it's an extent. I know. So, wait, I got, so I got to tell you the same with my wife. So like, we'll go somewhere. We're like halfway home from like going to visit my son or something. And she's like, oh, I left my, my phone back there. Like, how can, how can you, how can you be gone for more than 30 seconds? I like the very, anytime I'm leaving, I instantly, instinctively reach in my pocket, make sure I've That's got right. it. Or if I'm going somewhere, you always you have must. a smartphone like Seriously. Yeah. How, and then she like the most common phrase in our house is Alexi, Alexa, where's my, where's my phone? Like, how can you not know where your phone is? How is it not like somehow surgically attached that's true. to you? No. And, that, and that's yeah. us. That's us. That's our generation. Now imagine the, you know, the teenagers, right? I mean, it is truly an extension of who they are and I'm not, I'm not here to judge anything. It's just, you know, human beings. Uh, we are. Well, go ahead and judge. Uh, go ahead and judge. You like <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't make sense to judge because human beings have always been, um, we, we change with technology. There's no such thing as the essential human being, right? I mean, glasses are, you know, are they artificial? No, they, you know, they're, they're essential to my being able to function, right? Uh, hearing aids, if somebody can't hear, um, shoes, you know, shoes. Uh, there was a time when we didn't have shoes as, as uh, homo sapiens, right? Anyway, the point really is, th is that um, these smartphones, right? They are very compelling and so on. But um, they, in use cases where your hands are busy and your eyes are busy and all that, they become an, you know, an encumbrance, right? They become, they come in the way and, and there's a better way to do it. Like I am under my car, I'm fixing something, uh, you know, my hands are dirty and I, I need to find out if the liquor store is still open. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I cannot miss it. Uh, and so I ask and I receive, right? The information, right? Well, there is a use case. There is no multimodal sophisticated blah, blah, blah. 
can do the job simply because of the constraints and the requirements of so anyway we be, we've become greedy as human beings in the following sense that you know we it used to be where we go we have to go to our office to open the computer to do our email and when we're done we go home right and that's uh, so that, uh, we we live that life right and then and then after that we uh, you know we didn't have to be in a specific place but we had to have terminals to go to, you know, to, but only certain places we could do that. Then, you know, then we have the home. And so now we can do it at home and so forth. Then we had the Blackberry. Now we can do our email while we're walking, right? At no point did we really complain, even though it was basically, you know, uh, it was big, we were being handed a rope, <laughs> so to speak, right? <laughs> to hang ourselves, right? Um, but at any point, you know, we just want more. This is for me, in my opinion, it's just an extension of that. You know, we want to be able to do more. I want to be able to find out the weather, even though I'm under a car, you know, or potting a plant or preparing food. Uh, you know, I'm get. You know, we are we are greedy as a species. I, we want more. I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping you're washing your hands after you were under the car <laughs> and potting the plant before you started preparing the food. Yeah. I had this image. So, I'm. We've been talking about some of this stuff. Let me just before we move on. I just want to make sure that the average company, if they wanted to do business with with Lingo, this is just one application yeah. I can see. If they wanted to capture testimonials or people talking about yeah. it, so that people when they come to their website yeah. or or a, or a landing page or whatever could click on it, you help them capture that audio so they can use that in any way i think i heard someone mm -hmm. using the phrase to democratize yes. audio which to me i have no idea what that means yeah. but i guess that's what it means mm -hmm. putting audio putting the power of audio in anyone's hands so they can use it yep. in any way exactly they want, exactly so, right? so yeah exactly so democratization on two fronts first first front is enabling you don't have to have a lot of money to be able to do this so right so we flatten there and also in terms of the end user the end user doesn't have to do much except speak right so it's, it's along those two dimensions and just concretely speaking well what does it mean like to enable these folks well they have an account with us um and they're able to upload uh, audio and they're able to when they upload it they're able to um to, to have the software clean it for them, for example. If there's noise, it does all kinds of things like that. They can tag it, they can do all kinds of things with it. And then they can take, um, if they wanna publish it, they can take snippets. Just think of think of um, YouTube, right? It's basically more or less uh, uh, YouTube um, for audio in a sense that you're able to go there, you have a studio, you can create audio and so on. The only added thing here is enabling these folks to take an embedded piece of code, um, put it in their website or wherever they wanna put it and enable them to do two things, right? Enable them to, you know, they, to record. Somebody can go to that website, they see a button, they click, they record. They don't have to upload anything. They just speak and they're done. And also um, the other side of it is to display, right? So I have recorded 10 audios from folks. Well, how do I display it? I can display it in a carousel. We have a carousel, um, uh, you know, a horizontal carousel where people see the five or six audios you chose and people listen to them or um, a, a, a vertical carousel or, or individually embedded. And we just came out this morning actually with um, something we're calling the audio wall, uh, which is basically, you, know, you can think of it as, as audio in, in, just like, you know, when you go to uh, a restaurant or somewhere where you see the, the, uh, you know, the manager of the, of the month or the employee of the month or whatever, and you have a wall, right? think of it as the audio version of that so you can see these pictures of these people and they have things to say and, you, and so you can think of use cases right now the exciting thing really is 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 in, engaging with customers and letting them come up with the use cases right lots of so i'm yeah, gonna yeah. 
Ahmed, you 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 are I, you do more than just this, though, right? You you you're known in the community for being a real uh, evangelist for Voice First, and you do more than just collect audio and and put it on websites. You're also involved in helping companies develop their uh, you know Alexa skills or yeah. or uh, Google Actions or whatever to help just to help generally push you know help companies make that transition to an audio. Mm-hmm voice first uh, uh, mm-hmm. interface for their customers, right? Yep. Can you say something about that? Absolutely, absolutely. So just to make sure, so we are trying to cover two or three of these fronts. I'm calling the audio front, right? Um, so one of them is, uh, and it happens to be the one that's growing the most and the one that's generating money for us is this silly thing, but it's not really silly, right? Of audio <laughs> embedding, right? Because it just makes a lot of sense for a marketer, right? It's one of those. Now, we're also doing, obviously, we're doing, um, it's called them VoicePot um, design development, uh, but we're doing it in a product sense, meaning we enable a marketer to come in, use our tool without having to code anything. The only thing they do really is they upload audio, meaning they manage content, they tag it, and then uh, they click on a button and the skill is up and running and they can just upload and change the, the content and, and have that skill be up uh, and out, right? So for example, they want to deploy a survey or want to deploy an FAQ, um, low hanging fruit like that. And again, we're, go- we're about democratizing. So we're going after the long tail in the sense, right? Um, so we're not into, okay, let's get the requirements and do a, you know, a, you know, a services job and launch uh, you know, clients with, with you know, a complicated call flow and all that. But we do some of that. Some of the money is coming that way. I'm not going to lie, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Any SaaS business out there has to have uh, things like that, at least in the beginning, right? But in any case, um, there are some services that we do, but our focus is, is products. Um, and so the product that I described about the audio and then the product that we, uh, we have for um, building, launching, maintaining Alexa skills and Google Assistant actions as well. As, as you were talking, is it something where... Um, where where somebody because because you you have so many you have so many irons in the fire, mm-hmm. is am I going to be able to audio audiofy? I know that's the wrong word, but em, empower with audio like my website. So if someone comes to my website, mm-hmm. and and in this audio first kind of world, mm-hmm. how does that work? How do you help mm-hmm. people? experience encounter digest websites do mm-hmm. do you put little snippets on there so like the like the frequently asked questions is there can can i say <clears throat> would i actually ask a question and say um whatever my question is through audio or would when i click on the frequently asked questions would it speak to me rather than mm-hmm. have words written on a screen mm-hmm. or is someone going to walk me through their website through audio clips or mm-hmm. yeah how, how do you envision this whole working together yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, if, if, uh, you know, if the audience, you know, if you go to our website, you'll see, um, in all of our pages, right. There's at the top, there's a snippet of audio, right. Um, that snippet of audio is not a reading of what's in the, what's in there. It is some, it is audio, uh, an audio talent recorded, uh, and that was designed to be heard, right. So the mistake that a lot of people do is they take the text paragraphs upon paragraphs, and they just have a TTS read it, and then they focus on making TTS as good as possible. Uh, but that's not really uh, what makes um, listening to such stuff tedious. Uh, it is because when you're hearing, you are you are not listening for uh, you know li- the brain that reads is not the brain that listens, 
right? That's basically it, right? So we, if you want to describe a, um, our products um, uh, in, a, in a spoken way, there is a way to do it, right? You don't go and, you know, and say, okay, in the first column, we have this. In the second column, we have that. In the third column, we have this. These are the features. You talk about it a lot more conversationally, right? So anyway, just to pin it down exactly, what is the experience? So imagine you have a smartphone, right? And you visit with Lingo because you heard in a podcast, this with Lingo company that does interesting things, <laughs> right? Uh, and so they go to the website and now um, they see the about and they see the pricing and they see the services and they see the FAQ and each one of those has a little audio, right? So they say, well, let me click, right? And they listen to it. As opposed to, they can, they can still go and go up and down and read if they want to read, but they'll probably listen. And when they listen to it, we sort of, cut to the chase when it comes to audio. We tell them what it's, and we can express excitement and we can tell them by the way, and we can, and they listen. And, and, and people uh, are less likely to pause if you have something good you're saying, then when they're reading in time, they decipher and they get tired and they go from the beginning to the end and they skim and skip, right? So again, the art of how do you render the content of, of a page um, from paragraphs to a snippet that is compelling, that gets, the idea really is to get them to say, I want to find out more. That's all, right? Is I want, I want to talk to these guys because it sounds like they, first of all, it sounds like they love what they're doing, right? Which you can, you can communicate in audio. And secondly, um, these guys have their act together because this is a talent that spoke, you know, and, and they know what they're saying. And third, well, what they're saying is interesting to me. This is what I want. And then there's always a call to action at the end. So that's where we're trying to get at um, is that we, we envision the world going towards that uh, in that direction. Again, because of all these signals we are seeing, all these AirPods and all that stuff. I'm mean, gonna ask you, we always ask everybody one final question and we haven't, we didn't warn you ahead of time. So we'll see what you come up here. If you could have a wish, so you have a genie in a mm -hmm. box and you rub the box and the genie pops out because it's the voice box or the genie's in the box instead of a lamp here. So we rub, we rub the box, the genie pops out and will grant you any wish you want when it comes to voice technology, anything that you're thinking like, oh, I wish we had such and such. I wish the technology were here or I wish such and such would, would be around. Does anything pop into your mind? If you could have any wish we would grant for you, by the way, we're not granting any wishes and you can't wish for three more wishes. What wish would you wish for from the genie? Okay. Well, you know, uh, as Jeff said, uh, we do the audio and we also do the Alexa and Google, right? <clears throat> now, the, the adoption of this, uh, the, uh, of the Echo and Google, um, I think has been hampered by like two basic problems, right? And the problems are the following. If you launch... Um, if you launch your Echo, right? If you launch your Echo or your Google uh, Assistant, um, immediately you are under stress, right? Because immediately you got to know what to say. And you got to say it within a certain amount of time. And you got to say it in a certain way, right? And, and if, you, if you just pause because you want to remember the name of the song and you haven't finished your sentence, and the darn thing doesn't, doesn't have the, enough brains to know that you haven't finished your sentence because it's obvious I didn't finish my sentence. I, like, I would like to listen to... This is 2021, almost 22. You should know by now that I'm in the middle of a sentence. But no, it doesn't, right? It doesn't. It says, oh, he's done. He stopped talking. And then it comes back. So I don't know what you said. Of course, because I didn't finish my sentence, right? Anyway, the wish really is very straightforward. And I have written about it, and I'll send you um, a link. Maybe you can link to it. Is the following. Um, I wish this thing was just a bit smarter in the sense that it would know when I'm done. 
and it should use you know the two or three techniques that I think it should use, which is you know has, is he still making noise? Is he, is he, yeah, because he's retaining the turn. Like when I'm retaining the turn with you and I'm talking to you guys, I don't just pause. I'm like, uh, you know what the uh means? Means I'm not done yet. Number one, number two, the sentence is not done. Between those two guys, you should be able to figure out that I'm still not done. And then and then when I'm done, process that. So that's my wish. I think if they solve that problem, and it's it's for me, it's a bit shocking and it's scandalous that they have not solved that problem after seven years. If they solve that problem, the adoption rate will just go will 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 just shoot up, right? People will be able to talk to it comfortably. Um, they'll ask questions uh, right now. And I'm saying this from experience, meaning we have one of our clients is the ARP Foundation, right? So we deal with older folks and older folks, they are intimidated. In fact, they blame themselves for the stupidity, uh, which is the echo and uh, when it comes to this, right? They think that they are not speaking fast enough. They, they not only do they get punished once, they get punished twice, right? The first punishment is they don't get what they want. And second punishment is they blame themselves. So that's the wish that I would ask the genie to grant me. Okay, we'll we'll put the order in. I also got to ask you're you got a book coming out, right? Yes, yes, yes. A book coming out that uh, basically, I think I lost some, you know, I, I lost some flesh as a result of trying to get it out. <laughs> it's just it's hard to uh, anyway. It's hard to run a business, and uh, it's good that I have a co-author, right? Um, anyway, so it's coming out in early, hopefully around February, um, March of 2022 uh, by O'Reilly. And it's focusing, it's try, it, uh, I'm try, I'm try, I and, the co and my co-author, we're trying to do two things. We're trying to um, provide some basic principles for voice design, but we're, we're trying to make, make sure that um, folks adjacent to that function of the designer are also, are, will also benefit. Meaning, you know, when you launch a voice bot, you know, you have a product manager who, who is in charge of figuring out what is, you know, what is, what is this going to do out there in the market? You know, what problem is it going to solve and how is it going to make money, right? So the product manager, but also the UX researcher, the person who is going to go and collect information upon which you're going to ground your voice bot. And then you have the designer and then you have um, the developer and then you have the QA and they are a team, right? Now, the books that are out there, a lot of great books, but they seem to focus too much on the design without, without hooking up. They, they just talk too much to the designer. And they don't uh, open up the uh, the conversation to other folks, and so they use jargon and they go deeper than necessary, you know. Um, and so that's so that's sort of one of the uh, it's UX design, but also within that context. And then also um, one point that we make, um, and I want to make it here as well, is that this field is is is, is still too young, right, uh, to have um, art, you know. Uh, taboos or hard set rules or you know you you cannot do this you cannot do that and I, we're, we're still too young and and we have only barely scratched the surface so so one thing that we promote in the book is experiment please experiment try things out go learn don't don't think that this has been settled in any way there's a lot of stuff to discover um and you uh, you know because it's a young if you have passion you'll be able to contribute um you know contribute significantly to this uh, emerging uh, space and what's the name of the book uh the elements of voice first style so there is a classic in the english language called the elements of style um sure. right strunk strunk and that, white Didn't they that, write is, that white? is right 100 years ago um th that book is enduring because it, it's short it's to the point cuts to the chase and so we try we, we emulate that style in this book got it
Ahmed, it was fascinating talking to you. Oh, thank you. And I'm excited about all the things that you're doing. Every time now, I'll go to a website. And I'm like, where's the audio? They should have, <laughs> they should, they should have, I should have a voice walking me through this. Every time I'm going to read a movie clip, I'm like, what? they should have this real voice, so I'll really know what that person was talking about. By the way, yes, I, I actually found out there was a there was a horrible movie made. It was called Nine Lives. It was with Kevin Spacey, and he was turned into a cat by Christopher Walken voodoo, <laughs> and it was a horrible, horrible movie. But they had to put out. They had to put out recommendations and clips from from movie critics. So they made up they made up magazine names. So instead of Newsweek, oh. it was Meow's Week. And instead of the Huffington Post, it was the Caddington Post. Um, so and instead of Varsity, instead of Vanity Fair, it was um, Vanity Fur. So so that's another sign that the movie is not really good when they've got a movie clip from Vanity Fur instead of Vanity Fair. Well, well it's written and they don't have it spoken. If I'm listening to somebody uh -huh. say, phenomenal movie, you gotta see it. I'm gonna know who to credit. I'm gonna know it was you. So thanks for thanks for bringing that technology to the world. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Ahmed. you so much, Darren. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Ahmed, it's great to talk to you. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. So Jeff, it was fascinating talking to Ahmad. And I've got to ask you his wish was that smart speakers, Aleha and the Google voice things, all that stuff, would be able to tell when we're in the middle of a sentence. Because we have all been there when they say, you start to ask a question and then you pause in a little bit and then they say, I don't know what you're talking about. So give me the idea. Is that going to be realistic? Is that going to be correctable? Do, what, do you, what are you thinking? Do we have that technology to know when someone's in the middle of a sentence and they just haven't finished? I, you know, I have to say, I, this bothers me too. Uh, the other the other day, uh, I was going to ask uh, my smart speaker something, and I, I, I said I invoked her name. I, I I'll use our code word here. Uh, I said Aleha, and then I realized quickly that I didn't hadn't quite figured out what I wanted to ask her. And she was you know, she lit up and she was listening, and I didn't know what to say, and so I just said I love you. <laughs> and 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 my uh, and my wife looks at me like. You know, you don't tell me that that often. What are you? Why are you? What do you have a relationship with your smart speaker? I had to say something though because I didn't want her saying, "Well, whatever." <laughs> anyway, I, I've got the I've got this, and she, she was very sweet. She said, "Oh, thank you very much." And uh, <laughs> uh, it is it is frustrating that we think of our interactions with these smart devices as being natural, but they're not that natural because you have to get an utterance out that is like self contained. You can't, uh, you, you, you can't pause for a long time. You can't do a fraction of a, you can't amend a previous command. You, there's a lot of things that we do with people that you just can't get away with. And I, you know, I think the, um, I don't, I don't, the technology is certainly far along that if that were a priority, they could fix it. Um, but I, I think there's a tension that, you know, people are, the people who make these devices are thinking, yeah, people, people should learn to, you know, it, it isn't the same when you're talking to a smart speaker. It isn't the same as talking to a person and people are learning how to, how to talk differently uh, to the, to the smart speaker. I don't know. I, I agree that I wish, you know, I, I know Amazon's working on a lot of things uh, to improve Alexa. I, I wish that were higher on their list. Um, and who knows, maybe it is, maybe they've got a team working on it and, in you know a few weeks, they'll announce uh, that uh, that Alexa is better in that respect. And they just haven't told us. Can you believe it? They haven't brought us into the loop on they the things that us, we're working yeah. on. They, they need to keep I, us more in the loop. 
I gotta ask, get your take on one more thing that he he um, popped into my mind. Um, there are there are there are like three different ways that people communicate, so, and, and for simplistic purposes, there are words. There is there is the written word that we read a word. Yeah. That for 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 millennia, that has been you know, a key way that we communicate and pass information on. Then there is the spoken word, where if you're in, in real life, you can speak to someone, but we now have audio recordings. And then there is the new video recordings that you can do. I, I say new, as if the it's new, a new thing. As the new video, video recordings. This um, <laughs> brand new, newfangled thing where you can have a video with somebody. It's amazing. So um, he actually believes there is more power in in spoken word without video, because it's more accessible, it's more consumable, people can hear it and can still do you do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And and in fact, you 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 uh introduced it as you know, first there was written text, then there was spoken, then there was video. But in fact, in reality, written uh, sorry, spoken language was around for humans long before there was written language for, for many, 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 many years. Uh, and and I guess, you know, when when Og and Grog were talking in prehistoric times, you know, the visual contact that was there even, you know, centuries, millennia before there was before there was any uh, written language um, to, to document that. And, and I think, uh, you know, as I think about it myself, I think it's very natural for me to talk to the people in my family, my friends, my colleagues. Uh, and I think uh, that Ahmed was right, that that trying to make it a video thing, that just puts an extra imposition on that you've got to, um, you know, it's nice to see a video, but you don't really need it for, for most of what you're trying to do. So I think um, the extra value for the amount of work that it takes to go from audio to video, that's kind of, it's kind of too much. It's not really worth it. Uh, so I, th I think he's right. That, and that's, this is what, you know, there's this whole voice verse, uh, sorry, voice verse. That sounds like a, a German uh, delicacy. Uh, oh, I love, I love the voice first. Obviously, a little bit of mayonnaise and some mustard on a bun. Oh, nothing butter. Uh, that's great. But the voice first community is, uh, uh, you know, there's this whole, there's this whole movement. It's not a social movement, but there is a movement of uh, people who are trying to make that 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 experience work well that you can communicate with your devices uh both directions by voice i and and uh, and i think you know uh, kudos to ahmed and witlingo for uh for pioneering at least some on on some fronts that that whole movement yeah and i always feel sorry for og and grog's parents trying to keep them straight og can you come oh no i mean grog i keep getting you two mixed up i assumed they were twins what do i know Anyway, it was a fascinating peek into the future and the current and what's going on right now. So as you're seeing things out there and you're encountering websites or or any kind of marketing, you might see, oh, there's a little snippet. I wonder if Witlingo was behind that because it could be changing the way that businesses communicate with consumers in a way that they can relate and consume more. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this edition of The Voice Box. I'm Darren. And I'm Jeff. We'll talk to you next time. Ah!